Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring you an inspiring woman who can help you with some very important part of your life. These women leaders are role models for creating positive relationships, building successful careers, or just helping you discover your own leadership talents to follow your passion and your purpose. You know, supporting other women has been my mission and my passion, my passion for my entire life. And one of my favorite ways to do this is to share the stories of smart, amazing women with you. As many of you know, I've been doing this, these interviews for nearly 10 years. Then I chose 19 of the best experts from, that, from these interviews and these conversations to be co-authors for my book, Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life which is available in the business section of your area, bookstores, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. Now, you know, with the holidays coming up, this would make a wonderful gift for many of the women that you know, for yourself if you haven't read it, and, of course, your friends and other women that you know would love to improve and increase their, their, and, and their joy in their lives and their leadership potential and as well as their future success. Now, today, I'm pleased to introduce another amazing woman, Penny Pierce. Now, Penny is an expert in intuition and perception and the author of nine books. Penny has counseled and trained thousands of people, including CEOs and government leaders all over the world, in the hidden dynamics of what it, what it is to have true success. She is one of the early pioneers in the intu- intuition development movement. And today, she stresses the way to succeed in our lightning-fast world is to become skillful with intuition and frequency principles. Now, in her book, of course, all this information is there. All the secrets are there. Leap of Perception, the transforming power of your perception. And it describes how perception is shifting from one fundamental pattern to an entirely new one and transforming everything we know. So I really want to find out all about that. So I'm very pleased to welcome Penny Pierce to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Penny, so glad you're with us this morning. Well, good morning, Penny. You have lots and lots going on, and you've been doing so many amazing things in your life. Well, first of all, welcome. Glad to be here. <laughs> Thank you. It's good to be here with you. <laughs> yeah, let's let's, uh, let's like I said, this is a conversation. I'd really like to get to know you and what you're doing. So I typically start out by asking the personal part, like, how did Penny become Penny, the Penny that we're talking to today? What what was your journey, and and just to share that because I think our personal stories really are so important when we share with one another. Telling our story is, I think, the most important thing we could do as human beings. I think so, too. Um, it's very empowering for people to know how unique and, and diverse we all are. So I, I really started my intuitive career after I had become an artist and an, a designer. And I think that was probably a good preparation for learning to be an intuitive because when I grew up, you couldn't say I'm going to grow up and be a professional intuitive. It didn't <laughs> <No>. exist. <laughs> no. So, But um, I grew up uh, with a family that moved around the country quite a lot. My father was uh, kind of a troubleshooting management consultant for a large corporation. And so we moved every two or three years all over the place. So I got to know a lot of different kinds of people and situations, urban, and we lived on a farm, all kinds of stuff, you know. So 
I think that helped a lot in getting to know all the diverse kinds of people that there are and patterns that there are. And eventually, I I was always curious about the mysteries, even as a kid, and read all kinds of things in high school. And and then as I got into um, college and started studying design, I started to understand that there were underlying patterns you know, that you would use to create a design or, or to create a, something in yeah. the world of form. And then that led me to actually, I had been in New York working, and then I moved to Los Angeles and worked for Atlantic Richfield for a while as, a, as an art director. But once I got to California, the spiritual side of things opened up a lot. And right. it's kind of like that was the beginning of the New Age, and a lot of things were you know, the human potential movement, I guess, is a better way to call it. Mm-hmm. And um, I realized that there was that I could actually study clairvoyance development yeah. <laughs> in California. Yeah. And I didn't have any idea that I would be good at it. But once I started, it was like I really hit my stride. And it was like I, I knew I, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. So it just grew and grew and grew. And I... I started working with all kinds of people, but I also then got sent to, worked with a group in San Francisco called the Center for Applied Intuition. And they were working with Japanese businessmen who wanted people to come over and and do teaching and readings and things over there for them. And I was sent to Japan. And so I would work there every year for like 20-some years. Uh-huh. All kinds of things just kept falling in place. I think yeah. that happens when you get on purpose, you know, yeah. and you start you doing path. what you really yeah. are meant to do. It becomes effortless. This to me is a, I mean, I, I too was very fascinated with the mysteries, as you call them, and, uh, you know, and they really aren't mysteries, you know, and I think that's the interesting thing is that you, you talk about in your book, and I, I'm really I really resonated with this was the acceleration, the energy, what's going on in the world. And then I think about the Dalai Lama and the, and think about people need to wake up. And I, and, I, and I really feel that's going on right now is that many, many people are starting to wake up. And, and I think that's an exciting time. And it's a very, very important time in our world right now, especially in our country right now. I think a lot of people are waking up and 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 really knowing that we've got to come together. We've got to come together in this world to really make uh, to make some changes, to make them positive, and, and uh, to do some things that really uh, elevate ourselves and our minds. And, and I'm not sure exactly where I'm going with this other than... But I totally know, agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I really feel that, you know, and especially with, you know, and I mentioned that women... Uh, because this has been my passion for because uh, being a woman, but having three daughters and having seven granddaughters, and and mm. really seeing how women so often denigrate themselves and one another, but that that we do, we have these amazing skills. And when and when you talk about intuition, you talk about perception. You know, we're all born with these these amazing talents and abilities, but many of us lose them along the way because of of society because of the rules, because of the structure that we live in that yes. is kind of pounded out of us, you know. I mean, yes. children, we're pure, we're simple. Uh, we say what we, you know, we say what's on our mind. We see, uh, you know, we, what we see is what we see. Uh, this is an amazing story, and I'll just, I'll share this, but but this, again, I think just tells it all that uh, I was at the Vatican with my granddaughter, who was at the time eight months old, 
and we were in uh, St. Peter's, we were in the chapel, she started to see, I'm sure what, what you, I would call angels, that she was seeing angels, and she would jump, she was jumping for joy literally up and down, and then she'd point to another place in the chapel <laughs> and run to that. But she was definitely seeing uh, angels, and I, I mentioned that to someone. And they said, "Well, you know, they, they haven't they, they haven't been away from God that long, so they still have <laughs> right. They're still able to see those things." But you know, if we stop and look at your book, Leap of Perception, isn't that kind of what happens to us? That we really are we really are born with these amazing abilities and and these God-given talents, and they just kind of disappear as we're kind of going through the day-to-day doldrum of life. Yeah, I think, you know, in a way, I, I think I used to say that we're sort of born um, unconsciously superconscious, and then we become consciously unconscious, I mean, subconscious, <laughs> to clear our fears, and then we become consciously superconscious eventually. I think, you know, we come in with a lot of, of total memory and, and of the way it, it is in the spiritual world. Yeah. And then it, you know, it gets programmed out of us, especially because, especially in our culture, it's yeah. so left-brained, and the left brain is emphasized as the way of knowing things. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so we we just put the intuition on the back burner until we can really need to use it. And yeah. I think you know, it's most of the people in my classes over the years have been women. More and more men now, but in the early days, it was almost all women. Yeah. Yeah. And who recognized the usefulness of developing the intuition, you know. But I think that we use intuition all the time, even if you don't realize it, in, right. in many small ways. You know, when oh, to leave yeah. the house to be on time and, you know, things that some people think are logical actually are intuitive choices. Absolutely. You know, so um, I think making it more conscious is a big deal, you know, to right. to realize, oh, wait a minute, I just was in my right brain and feeling and accessing things through this direct knowing rather than logic. What what Um, is going on, one of the things that I'm out talking more and more about is leading with the feminine, which is, again, uh, as women, you know, we did not have the role models. We didn't have the mentors, per se, uh, to have female mentors and models in the workplace and in corporations. I'm sure this is something that you've, in your own right, talked about, but that we didn't have those models, so we were we were mentored in a way that we were coming into into the corporation with our masculine and, and really denying that feminine aspect of who and what we are and, and really losing that intuition and losing yes. those perceptions and really almost causing confusion. I think there's a lot of women that are very, very confused as to how they show up. But now talking about leading with the feminine and showing up as, with your true talents and abilities I think women are going to start to really start to to get on path as as far as leadership too. Yes, you know I think women because they had to compete with men and still do. You know they had to use masculine energy and methodologies in order to get jobs. But and then I don't think they really understood what the divine feminine energy really does. That it's about immersion into the experience of life it's it's about the field the unified field of energy not so much the compartmentalized tasks yeah, yeah. and the overview and and a way of working without willpower that's so much more effective oh, yeah. <laughs> in the well, long run the and easier term, yeah and the term that we're using more and more is vulnerability People oftentimes say, if you're vulnerable, therefore you are weak. But in essence, what you really are saying, I'm really able to ask for help 
and to give help as well. It's it's more or less that vulnerability that allows us to truly let things to come in and for things mm-hmm. to go out. And, yes. and and I'm really excited about that part because, you know, I think, I mean, that's what we're really good at. You know, in fact, a lot of what, what I've been doing personally and professionally really start out, started out with how can I help you? Something that's yes. so unusual in our society, which is so very, very important because we are all connected. And by assisting each other, I mean, we, we get there so much faster and so much it's so much more fun. So. Yes, and that kind of leads into a lot that I see happening today as we kind of shift into this new perception that I've been writing about is, you know, collective consciousness and, and yeah. the group mind. Wow. You know, I think women automatically know how to do this a little more easily because our brains are wired up that way. You know, the, we're, yeah. we have more fibers connecting the left and right side of the brain than men do. So we we tend to perceive things with both sides of the brain at the same time rather than just unilaterally and making you know conscious shifts back and forth. But I think that this sort of group mind is going to become a huge thing now to do problem solving and innovation, and uh, it's, I think, going to be taken to an art form. Well, you know, now that we are a global world, and, and people have to know that, that's we are a global world, and if, if one of us suffers, we are all suffering, and therefore... We have to do something to correct that and to, as a group, can do that so much more effectively that, again, what you're teaching and talking about, like you said, the collective unconscious and using that right brain is going to become so imperative for for really our survival in many respects. Yes. I've really been watching it all these years how the acceleration on the planet has just been going and going and going and going, and every year it doesn't light up. And, you know, we see that life is speeding up, but really what's happening, I think, is that everything's kind of coming into this vast present moment, you know, where the present moment has expanded to include the past and the future, so that there's really no past and future anymore. There's more like different frequencies of realities and different frequencies of consciousness, all within one big ball of reality. So we're going into a spherical kind of model of reality out of this linear thing where we had past, present, future all lined up. Now it's everything all at once. And that is right-brained perception a lot more. Right-brain, you know, doesn't have any language. It has direct immersion into direct experience. Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. so to access information, we have to now go to the right brain and, and get pattern, huge yeah. patterns of knowing, kind of, to me, almost it feels like impressionability sometimes when I'm getting information. It's like a huge pattern impresses itself into my energy field, if you will, and yeah. then it slowly translates over into the left brain to become meaningful or so I can describe it. Yeah. Or you know, you can and it's like a new habit we're, we're having to learn. Yeah, or actually do something about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, I I agree. It's a it's an exciting time, but it's it's probably a really scary time for a lot of people too, though. Well, totally. A lot of people who are very used to thinking in that linear way, and it's fairly slow and methodical. It's just that we're it's getting the information age is speeded up so much that we can't right. process the information in a linear fashion anymore. Yeah, so we're yeah. we're kind of moving toward this this leap, you know, into I'm calling it the intuition age next. It's kind of like we're going from the mind into spirit and yeah. all, you know, body, mind and spirit then we'll all be connected, but yeah. as we leap, you know, 
Um, We have to let go of the security of that linear, logical, mechanical process way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And people who don't know what that feels like, they don't get how that's going to happen. They just feel like their underpinnings are being pulled out from under them, you know, and they're reacting We've seen or, it in this past election. Or, you know, it's or just or been, you know, highlight, <laughs> highlighted like crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that was our wake-up call, to tell you the truth, and our yeah. opportunity. That's the way I'm looking at it. It's the only way. I think that's the only way we can look at what's going on uh, right now is that it is an opportunity, but it definitely is a wake-up call that we must come together and we must jointly figure out something to bring us together. You know, I mean, the, the Beatles said all we need is love, but, uh, you know, I think this is truly the time that we're going to have to truly, truly open our hearts and our minds in a way that we've never done before in the history of our country either. Mm-hmm. Even going back to the the, the beginnings with uh, George Washington, Aaron Burr, yeah. and Thomas Jefferson, all the, all the above and all the other women and men that were back there going, geez, that we want to live a better life. I think we're, we're yeah. having an opportunity to do that once again. Well, I, I think is, that's true. What you're saying is that it's a very parallel time to the beginnings of the country. Yeah, you know, with well, that same kind of thinking about amalgamation as much as possible. But I think it's it's not just being loving. It's it's that we have to be so aligned with our soul and with yeah. you know real clarity and transparency that we come up with beautiful, innovative, really workable ideas that are, you know, in the new consciousness that are so modern and yet still grounded in values that are, you know, core values, you know, that are the universal laws, basically, the way the universal laws function. Oh, yes. And without fear, you know, getting rid of the fear is really the (laughs) big deal right now. And when you come up with ideas that are really good, really accurate, and in that new model – Everybody starts to recognize them, yeah. especially the young people, you know, yeah. and, and then the ones who are afraid of change, they're going to go, of course, into reactionary behavior and fight-or-flight methodologies to try to maintain their security. But I think when you do that, you slow your frequency down in your own life. Meanwhile, the, the earth is still <laughs> accelerating. Still going, still going. Yeah, and so eventually the you know, contracted way of thinking is going to be very outmoded and it won't work anymore. It just is too slow. It'll yeah. be totally dysfunctional. And I think people will perceive it as just boring. You know, it's like <laughs> stupid and boring and this doesn't work anymore. And it'll get outmoded. You know, there's so much information that's available to us now and, and it's, everything's instantaneous now. Instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I begin my day with meditation, and I and I ask for uh, as much guidance as possible, and I ask to remember why I'm here and what lessons mm. I, I'm here to learn, and and having kindness towards myself and to have kindness towards others. As you as you and I both know, some of us wake up in different uh, in different times, in different days, in different ways. So, so what can we what can we hope for at this point? I know your your book. You've got lots of information. You consult uh, your you're an educator. Yeah. Uh, what what would you say to us today that would help us to continue to move forward in that in our own evolutionary process as human beings? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I've re- wrote three books that are I've called the Transformation Trilogy, and they kind of work together. The first one is the Intuitive Way, which is a course on intuition development, and the second one is called Frequency. 
the power of personal vibration. And then the last one that we're talking about is called Leap of Perception. And they work together, but it's important to understand that, that energy and frequency and vibration are really key right now. So I've talked a lot about finding your home frequency. That is the kind of vibration or tone um, that you feel when you're feeling good about yourself. Yeah. It's like your soul's in your body and your personality and you're in alignment with yourself and things work well and it's sure. fluid and magical and you feel good about, you know, like a little kid full yeah. of themselves. Everybody has their own way of noticing that. For yeah. me, sometimes it's just cheerfulness. You know, I yeah. can get into my, my state, my preferred state, by triggering in through that. But um, when you can make it a priority to constantly recenter yourself in your preferred state or your home frequency, instead of matching other people's vibrations that might be lower than yours, you know, uh, you don't need to just be like somebody else if they're in a bad mood. Um, So nobody can make you feel bad if you don't want to. So it's like taking back that power to feel the way you want to feel. And I think that's primary in, in importance, you know, not to give away your authority to the outside world, because really there is no outside world. It's all you at that bigger level. Yeah. You know, there's no line between you and anything. So that's, that's one true. thing. And the other thing I think is important is to watch what your left brain is doing, you know, and start to <laughs> notice how it communicates and what it says and how it talks. And often what it does is talk in negative declarative statements. Well, aren't you kind of talk? you're talking about the ego. Well, too much left brain, I think, becomes ego, yes. Yes. Um, But left brain is also just our ability to analyze or to understand things or to describe things. And, you know, it's how we become conscious. So it's not all bad. It's just that too much of it, and we get stuck in it and think we are the left brain. Uh You know, then we we stop the flow, really, of of the genius stuff that wants to come through us from the soul and from the collective consciousness of all beings you know, yeah. which is available to us at all times. Oh, yeah. So if you can first recognize that, you know, pattern of left brain self-talk and left brain perception and mm-hmm. catch yourself when you're in it, and especially right. like, oh, well, I don't do public speaking or, oh, I, don't, I can't do that yeah. or, oh, I can't afford a <laughs> new refrigerator uh, or, I, you know, it's just all that negative stuff. And I say, wait a minute. Turn it around, book. you know, and say yeah. the positive side of it. Then go to your book, Qualities of Stuckness versus Flow. I think. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's in call, there too. <laughs> I, call, I, I call that stinking thinking, by the way. So <laughs> you say that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Again, being being aware and and to focus on what we truly want and what our intentions are. I think this is something that so many of us are not good at. We, as you said, are so busy worrying about what someone else thinks or what something or mm-hmm. what else has to happen that in the moment we lose that essence of who we truly are. Yeah, and and we contract our energy which stops the flow and then we feel blocked and separate from what we want and separate from ourselves and it's just a really a perceptual mistake, you yeah. know? And we can shift that around very quickly and yeah. open things back up again, and the energy's there, and then everything starts working. And it can be very fast today because everything's in the present moment now, practically. Well, pe- people in general really don't trust their talents and their abilities, and especially women, the power to, not the power over, but the power to yeah. do things. 
uh, is is still very, very unfamiliar, and women need to become more comfortable with these powers, these wonderful powers and talents. Well, I think you have to start with things that are innocuous, you know, like... Yeah, I did I did make the dinner, the dinner I wanted to make. Yes, I did get that job that I wanted to get. Yes, I did. You know, look at how I got this to happen and I noticed yeah. that I should leave 10 minutes earlier and and say there was traffic on the way to my appointment and you validate the things that work at a mundane level. Yeah. All the time and keep that in front of your mind so that then when the bigger choices come, you use the same feeling state to make those decisions. That's, yeah, that's you know, great. Yeah, well, you, you know, and then it builds build on, naturally. Build on successes, build on your successes. Yeah, yeah, build small on. successes. You know, anything that you know that you you thought of and then you did, you carried through and it happened. All well, the tadas, you know. <laughs> Everyone started talking about women's the power too and their ability and and moving past fear. Uh, you know, yeah. fear is is the great crippler of all of us. But when we get past our fears, anything is possible. Within reason, yeah. I, I I've had this this when I'm afraid of something and I have to go do it. No, I'm not talking about standing in front of buses, but, but every, <laughs> right. Every, yeah, well, no, I was kind I, of the I, same I, way. I I always I used to ask myself, what's my next courageous act? After I finished a, a you know a period of doing something and I I reached a sort of lull, you know, where you're not sure yeah. what's next. Yeah, yeah. That's what I would say, and then. I, what's you know what's there that wants to be done that I haven't ever done that is a you know outside the comfort zone, yeah. and then look for that. Well, well, Penny, this is wonderful. I know we could talk many many hours about this, and I and I, and I absolutely agree with everything that you're saying. And 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 again, to have that flow in our lives. I mean, the world could be so much better if we all just you know just waking up in the morning and. It's just a, a day full of possibilities. Every day is full of possibilities. And wonderful surprises. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just constant surprises. Constant surprises. I'm, I'm sure I'm in for a few, a few million more, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's exciting. And, and, again, talking with someone like you that's doing this, uh, I'm going to spend more time with the book. I love the idea of the visionary work. I, I think, again, getting it more into the right brain. Find that way how they can do that, you know, whether it's meditation or whatever method they can choose. Anyway, how can they learn more about you, how to reach you? Uh, you do consulting. Uh, again, who, who doesn't want to be a visionary? You know, so. <laughs> Right. Well, a lot of information is on my website, which is just my name. It's pennypierce.com, and it's spelled P-E-N-N-E-Y, and then Pierce is P-E-I-R-C-E, so pennypierce.com. Lots of stuff there. Lots of stuff, and your new book, one of one of nine. You have nine books. Yes. Uh, you, you, I, my guess is you don't sleep a lot, because you don't have to, because of all the wonderful energy. But uh, <laughs> I wonder about how wonderful it is sometimes in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a good thinker about three thirty in the morning myself. <laughs> right. Okay. Sleep of perception: the transforming power of your attention. And uh, we have many, many things that we can do today if, if again, our intuition, and, and we do attend to our lives and, and what's going on in the world. But uh, congratulations on your new newest book. And, Thank you. Uh, it, like, like I said, you, you're now one of the leading women, and you're a part of the community, and we will do what we can to help you and assist you to continue your good works and your mission and your passion. So uh, if something comes up, uh, another book or something that you're doing, uh, please let us know, and we'll put it on the website, and we'll continue to uh, engage and, and uh, 
that's that's what it is. Now you're now we know each other, so that's the way it works. Well, I appreciate that very much, and, and appreciate the work you're doing. Thank you very much. You have a wonderful day, and uh, best wishes in all all things. All right. Thanks so much.